This is KRCU's Going Public. I'm Dan Woods. On today's show, we're talking with Wendell Snodgrass. He is Vice President of University Advancement and Executive Director of the University Foundation at Southeast Missouri State University. He joined the university team in December of last year. I spoke with Wendell on the television program, Focus on Southeast. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to SEMO, too. Good to see you. Appreciate it. All right. So tell us a little bit about your background. A little bit back my back. Uh, So I grew up in a small rural community in Kansas uh, named Wathena, Kansas. Um, It was uh, not far from St. Joe, Missouri. So I grew up uh, close to the Missouri River. Uh, I grew up on a farm most of uh, my life until I was in junior high. Um, And I'm the uh, youngest of nine kids. And uh, um, I have a uh, wife and son. Uh, Jamie and Wyatt, are, my son is eight years old, and my wife and I have been married uh, for quite some time now, and I uh, married way over my head. <laughs> I did the same thing. So what brought you to SEMO? Several reasons. Uh, first and foremost, you have to start with the mission and, and the vision of Southeast Missouri State University. Mm-hmm. It has a, a long history. Uh, we're going to be celebrating 150 years this year um, of, of being in existence. So that's very exciting to be a part of. Um, and then, too, I mentioned uh, that I was the youngest of nine. There's eight of us still living. And so Cape Girardeau is actually located very strategically for me. Ah. Um, I have a brother in Kansas who actually just visited with me last night. Um, I have uh, three sisters up by St. Joe, Missouri, a brother in Iowa, a sister in Michigan, and a brother in Indiana. And then my wife's two brothers are in Michigan. So this is located very... very strategically for me mm-hmm. to be able yeah. to still be within driving distance to get to the, where we're going. Because you came to us from Texas, right? So that's a lot closer than... Well, in, in <laughs> Texas, uh, you know, a five-hour drive is a short drive in Texas. So, wow. yeah. so yes, I, I moved here from West Texas. I was at a wonderful institution, um, University of Texas Permian Basin, mm-hmm. uh, under great leadership with Dr. Woodley. Mm-hmm. Uh, good things are happening there. Um, but uh, my wife's grandmother passed away a few years ago, and uh, so we saw this as a an opportunity yeah. uh, to come back to the Midwest. That's great. So tell us about your office and what kind of things that you're in charge of. I know there's a lot, so kind of break sure. it down for folks. Well, I think since you're interviewing me, I think I should probably start with KRCU, oh, well, you right? That. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> KRCU is one of the areas that's, uh, that reports up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, as the uh, uh, general manager of the, of the group, is uh, very important to me. We have three different radio stations mm-hmm. that we uh, support. It's 88.7, 88.9 and 90.9. Hey, excellent. Excellent. So I remember those things. But uh, um, so that radio, uh, the radio station reaches many in southeast Missouri and Mm -hmm. in uh, Illinois as well. Mm -hmm. So it does a great service in the area. Um, We have uh, development. Obviously, we we raise money for the university to try to help advance the mission. Mm -hmm. Um, Alumni relations is another area that uh, that uh, reports up to me. We have about 80,000 alumni out in the world. And so we want to engage them and uh, make sure that we are there for them um, wherever they're at in the world and then uh, we also have the uh, foundation so as the executive director of the foundation uh, we have uh, a lot of resources that we are managing Mm -hmm. Uh, we have over 900 uh, endowments that we are managing at the foundation Um, so uh, many many things most of which are scholarships endowed scholarships Uh, but we have other uh, items uh, for support at the institution that we're able to to work through. So those yeah. are some of the bigger yeah. challenges. I hope I didn't miss anything. No, I think you got okay. it all. One of the things that's interesting, you probably already picked up on this, is that the community is very, very 
supportive of this university, which helps with the fundraising and everything else because folks really care about the institution. Mm -hmm. The fact that it's been 150 years, I think, speaks to that. Yeah. Um, what challenges, opportunities do you see? Uh, you're, I know you're still getting uh, sure. the value of the land, but what do you see? Well, it, it, again, uh, Nora mentioned you know not having challenges, uh, but uh, one of the biggest challenges that I have right now with my staff is is having enough staff. Um, again, I mentioned 80,000 alumni around the world. Um, we need people to be able to visit with them, engage with them, um, and to help advance the mission. So that would be the challenge, but the opportunity is the same thing that I was just talking about. The opportunity is to engage with alumni mm -hmm. and engage with donors and to be pr present in St. Louis and in the Boot Hill and in Dallas, Texas and in Chicago. And again, we have major pockets of alumni around the U.S. and, and the world that we want to engage and make sure that they understand that uh, their degree is as strong as it is uh, when they graduated. Mm -hmm. 80,000 is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of potential, I think, for connections that maybe we haven't even made yet with that number of people. Mm -hmm. um, do you see a lot of opportunity there? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And again, we, we first and foremost is we, we need to be able to tell our story to the alums because um, they're the ones that can reach back and help other Red Hawks move forward. Mm -hmm. So we want to, we want our alumni um, to we want to be able to share our alumni stories because they are the outcome of our education. Right. Um, so we want to make sure that we can tell the stories of all the great alumni that are doing wonderful things in the community, whether that's being a CEO of a company or yeah. being a mother or a father yeah. um, or a leader within their community. We can't get into all the aspects of fundraising, but it's about relationship building. You may just speak to how important that is, not just, I mean, you got to get really get to know somebody. Um, that takes time, right? It does. And sometimes that doesn't have it quick enough for some of us, yeah. right? How do you how do you navigate that? Um, just being transparent and and being genuine. Um, one of the things about being the youngest of nine is I got to, you know, be humbled by my brothers and baby by my sisters. And now the roles are reversed. The sisters pick on me and the brothers, you know, uh -huh. take care of me. But um, so I, again, I think the key, the key part is just being genuine with who you're visiting with, and and being transparent and know why you're there visiting with mm -hmm. them to hopefully. Mm -hmm. ask them at some point in time to invest in the mission of the university. Is it one of those situations where you may have a conversation with someone and nothing really happens then and three, four years down the road something fantastic happens mm -hmm. and you may not always realize, I'm sure you've had the exp experience where you planted a seed and maybe didn't really see the fruit come along until many years later. Yes. That's that, rewarding though. It's, it is very rewarding and, and again part of what we as I explained to my colleagues in, in, in the advancement and the foundation is our, our, our role is to find out what the donor's passion is mm -hmm. and try to mesh their passion with the needs of the institution. Mm -hmm. How do you measure success? Many different ways. Obviously, at the end of the day, you want to know how much money you brought in the door, but one of the key things for me is measuring how many donors do we have. I mean, how many people are giving to us on a yearly basis? How many new donors do we have? How many repeat donors that, that do we have? Mm -hmm. We have a lot of repeat donors yeah. um, at the institution. In addition to that, are, are we able to um, help the uh, admissions office recruit students? Are we able to help the yeah. provost office retain students and student affairs? And, and again, and that's part of success is being able to document in some capacity that we're that we're helping others out because mm -hmm. we're a service entity for the institution and we're there to serve. 
And there's a lot of great tools to help with fundraising. I know um, we th we have one here at the university that we use, Blackboard, mm -hmm. but that's one of those tools that's really just, you've, you've already taught me some things that I didn't know that it could do. It's an amazing tool that really helps aid in that fundraising process, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's the art and the science to fundraising, and so part of the science is being able to segment out your your population. And again, we want to mm -hmm. we want to target our uh, solicitations, the larger solicitations, as far as uh, general solicitations. Mm -hmm. So, example, we want to ask art alumni for art things, and right. if they played football, we want to ask them for football. If they were on the basketball team, probably for basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, but if they were on the uh, uh, majored in agriculture. We want to ask them for agriculture. So it's it's trying to take the data and being able to use the data um, uh, to help us uh, tell the story. And that's critical, especially when, as you said, you don't have enough staff, obviously you'd like to have, so you have to, the folks that you do have have to work smart. Mm -hmm. Very critical. So what's something about Wendell that may surprise us? Hmm. Something about me. Uh, one, I love cutting firewood. Um, so, I, unfortunately, I bought a house that does not have a, 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 a oh, wood fireplace. No. We have a gas fireplace. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I do love cutting firewood. I like to golf. But as I tell people, the thing I love to do most is be with my wife and son. And, and watching him grow is pretty amazing. So Yeah, family time's important. Mm -hmm. So, I'll ask you what I asked Nora. So if we can go ahead in a time machine and look back on this past year, a year from now, if you look back on the year, 2023, how will you, what will you look at to say, yes, that was it, right on, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. What would it be? Uh, what that structurally within the department that we have the resources that we need to do our job, uh, making sure that we are structured in the appropriate way, making sure that we are able to allocate staff to the to the needs that mm -hmm. we have, making sure that we're able to staff KRCU, whether it's the alumni department, uh, so on and so forth. Um, for me, looking back in a year is have we made a have we made an impact on the university in multiple ways, and and so. Are we getting the direct student support that we need? Or do we have enough money to cover student emergency fund? And we have also have a student food pantry. Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that we have enough scholarships to make uh, college attainable uh, for prospective students. Mm -hmm. We've got about a minute or so left. Um, do you uh, see any other things that are out there that are possibilities that there's a seed there that maybe could be a little bit of water. Well, I think the key thing is is helping alumni understand how they can help us. One is they need to give yearly checks. I'd love for them to consider a yearly gift, whether it's five dollars, five hundred. Mm -hmm. uh, they can help us with internships and job placement. Um, yeah. And uh, I think the biggest thing they can do is help us recruit a student. So it would be great if they could help us recruit a student uh, to come back to their alma mater. And sometimes it's just volunteering their time too, right? I mean, Absolutely. there's always opportunities. Um, beyond the writing a check, I mean, we obviously appreciate mm -hmm. that too. But there could be other opportunities for folks to really get and be mentors. Involved. Yeah, there's many different ways that alumni can get engaged. And the idea is to make this experience at this university for the students even more more valuable. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna we got about a minute or so, a little less than that. Any okay. any words of wisdom, any encouragement, I guess, to folks who are listening who maybe have been engaged a little bit with the university, how can they get plugged in more and what can they do to help? Well, I think the uh, most importantly is to reach out to us. If, if, they, if they would like to get engaged with us, reach out to us uh, and let us help you find the best avenue for you to support the institution, whether that's financially or through volunteerism or some other avenue. 
We could even give a tour of the campus, I would say. We wouldn't do anything like that, right? Or the tour of KRCU or whatever that might be. We do give tours of KRCU. Well, Wendell, it's been good visiting with you. And again, uh, we enjoy having you here at the university and look forward to keeping the conversation going and looking for great things. All right. Thank, thank you, you very much. All right. Thank you. We've been going public with Wendell Snodgrass, Vice President of University Advancement and Executive Director of the University Foundation at Southeast Missouri State University. For more interviews, visit krcu.org.